Achieving a gorgeous grin from home isn't a total mystery with Byteclear aligners. Just don't be surprised if all of your sleuthing friends start asking, what's your secret? Begin by ordering your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95. Byteclear aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces. Plus, they offer flexible financing, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at That's Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Angie's List is now Angie, and we've heard a lot of theories about why. I thought it was an eco-move. Fewer words, less paper. No, it was so you could say it faster. No, it's to be more iconic. Must be a tech thing. But those aren't quite right. It's because now you can compare upfront prices, book a service instantly, and even get your project handled from start to finish. Sounds easy. It is. And it makes us so much more than just a list. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I. Or download the app today. Don't touch that dial. You're tuned in to the Dread Podcast Network. What's your favorite scary? Oh, come on, you know I don't watch that shit. Why not? Too scared. No, no, it's just, what's the point? They're all the same. Some stupid killer stalking some big-breasted girl who can't act who's always running up the stairs when she should be going out the front door. It's insulting. comedy podcast and we're going to tell you the entirety of a movie spoilers and all this week i am ketron porter and i'm gonna tell the movie and i'm kim burns and i'm gonna listen and i'm gonna try to make it out sounds good with all my fingers intact so i can keep my hand modeling career oh yeah i don't um spoiler alert i don't see any reason why your fingers in particular would be in right. danger today but you know well you don't <laughs> don't jinx me you surprise me every week um okay so before we get into it i i just feel like i i personally i would like to address events i called kim about this today because i understand that you guys come here uh to have a release and a relief from the day-to-day anguish of the world. Um, so I'm not going to belabor the point. I think you all know where Kim and I stand on uh, current events. And that it's a is liberal as fuck. Liberal as values. fuck. Um, leftist. Like, left leftist. Uh, so if you are not, um, I don't know why you're listening to us, but go ahead, maybe you'll change your mind anyway um we come down strongly on the side of gun control and not murdering uh school children or anyone or uh elderly people in a grocery store um so kim and i both had lots of cries today lots of anger screams lots of um what the fuck is the point thoughts um and i don't know but what I will say is that you can come here 
for some relief, and we will have some places for you to give your money in the show notes. And um, yes to all of that, and we did have lots of feels today. We obviously record like a week in advance, so you can tell where we are. Mm-hmm. Um, but I just wanted to give you all a big hug right now and also a gift. Ooh, it's a gift. Me too. Can I be there too? For everyone gets one. Okay. Um, it's a blanket. Oh! I have had the gift of putting a blanket over my feelings mm-hmm. for much of my life. It, mm-hmm. it was a survival mechanism for an abusive household. I learned mm-hmm. in therapy. And mm-hmm. not good for all life. Not good no, to no. use always. No, no. But it is a gift still to use sometimes. I love that. And I thought about it and I was like, I'm going to use it today. So I'm giving a blanket to you. Oh my God. And thank you so you, much. And here's your blanket. You get a weighted blanket. And May I you, have a weighted blanket? Yes. <laughs> yes. You get a fur, faux fur, obviously, blanket. Yes. You get a little like, what are the, I don't know my favorite kind, but I have it on my couch right now. It's like a, the fluffy ones. Oh, I know what you're Fleecy talking about. Fluff, kind of. Yes, but a fluffier fleece. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Thank you. So everyone gets a blanket. uh, Put a blanket over it. And um, let's have fun. Yeah. Yeah. I Uh, hope. You know. Well, it's we'll see. We're swung live off the building. I don't know. We'll see how it goes. I don't know what to expect. Yeah, it's it's (laughs) great. Now that Kim has the skill of being able to take a blanket off, it's a really useful skill. One that I never had and still don't so i appreciate kim's gift of blankets it's Mm -hmm. very nice and one other reason why kim and i just are the yin and yang the perfectly complimentary (laughs) duo (laughs) i lit some sage uh i would also like to share about two weird injuries that i got this week injuries yeah so um one i have a doctor's appointment for tomorrow i apparently have swimmer's ear despite not having been in a pool for quite some time uh, <laughs> how did you do that? I'm just very familiar with what swimmer's ear feels like, and because I used to get it all the time, and so I'm like, I don't know. I guess maybe some water got caught in there in the shower. I don't, I don't know. Wow. But it's Hashtag cool. this is thirty. Wow. Yeah, it's super cool. Um, and then this is my favorite one. I'm saving this for last. Feel free to laugh at my expense. It's quite ridiculous. Uh, I spent entire day unable. Not today, but the day before, unable to open my mouth all the way because when I was having- Too many a... blowjobs? Yeah, that's that's it. Yeah, close, <laughs> close. I was. It's as if I was practicing my blowjobs. I was having a smoothie and it was pretty thick and uh, I was okay. sucking through the straw so hard that right. I dislocated my jaw. <laughs> what? And spent- the entire day, unable to pop it back in. Ew! So where's your jaw right now? It's fine now. Yeah. But you heard, did you hear that? Yeah, I did. Yeah, yeah it's fine now. It basically, it wasn't like dislocated. Like it wasn't like I had TMJ where it's like completely locked, but it was definitely like I couldn't open it all the way. What I equated to was like if you have a knuckle that you can't crack or like you jam your finger on a basketball, that was in my jaw. Wow. It was you're super having cool. A, you love those smoothies, but you're having a tough life with them. <laughs> <laughs> Between your blender hole and your fucking blowjob jaw. Yeah. You're having yeah. a tough life. 
Yeah. But those yeah. smoothies. But they're so fucking good. <laughs> they're so fucking good. So, um, you know, that's my life right now. Yay. <laughs> um, I is it June? I like that. It is June. Happy Pride. Yeah. Happy Pride Month. Um, that was... Uh, Hugs and love to all of our queer, amazing, beautiful listeners. We love you. Yes. LGBTQIA plus all the way. Um, we love I'm you. I'm going to try to be more outspoken with my pansexuality. Yay. I feel, I don't know. I, just, I feel weird about it in a weird way where I'm just like, I just feel normal about it. Like, I'm just like, oh, I'm just going to date whoever I want to date. Mm-hmm. Like, I just turned it on to, like, date all. Mm-hmm. And then just talk to everybody. Mm-hmm. But I'm like, am I supposed to be, like, talking about it? I don't know. I think it's that's kind of the whole point is that it's really um, – it, it's honestly, it's it's pretty silly. I guess I'll say this. It's, it's pretty silly, like, how many labels – you know, our society requires. And yeah. I think kind of the whole point of sexual and gender expression is that people are ju- just let people be people. Mm-hmm. Like, who cares? Well, that's a big part of it is I didn't grow up being like, what's the word I'm looking for? Ostracized, abused, yes. bullied, anything exactly. like that. You didn't answer for your things. sexuality. So that's why yeah. I feel a little like, I don't know the word again either, but you don't want to. You don't want to uh, step on people's toes or make yes. people think that you are exactly taking, that. I'm like I'm pan now, so like I get to yeah, exactly. I I completely just like, understand. I think that I just think I don't know. I support and think that that's amazing, and agree with you that like eventually it probably hopefully will stop being a fucking issue. Yeah, I mean the the kids and we can that just be I, proud all the time. Yeah, and the kids just that I yourself, the kids that I know, you know, my my nieces, um, mostly nieces, a couple nephews, like they don't, they really don't give a shit as much. Like they're kind of like, what is it with you guys needing to give a shit about people's sexuality or gender? Like we don't care. Um, and it's it's. Um, quite refreshing um when i see that anyway so well that's great and it's like shout out to fucking all the people in the 80s and like you yeah. know stonewall and everything that like made all of that possible yeah for you sure know? so for and sure. 90s and everyone else who grew up i love you yeah we love you so much so that's how i picked my movie um this is a movie that i've actually wanted to do kind of since we like started the podcast but it was in the theaters at the time that we started it and like we were still kind of like when do we do new movies there's spoilers mm-hmm. blah 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 now we don't really give a shit but this is uh directed by uh an lgbt director luca guadagino and i'm sure i'm saying that incorrectly apologies he directed such movies as uh call me by your name Mm. and uh he directed the homage slash remake to suspiria which is what i'm doing today and we did the original suspiria like 100,000 years ago Mm -hmm. um and this one is uh 
an homage to that. I would say there are some similarities, but uh, I liked this one more. I loved nice. it. Yeah, I really loved it. Okie dokie. So, are you ready? Yes. Directed by Luca. Uh, the writers are obviously Dario, Dario Argento, who wrote the wrote and directed the original one. And then Daria oh. Nicolodi, which I just find really funny that it's Dario and Daria. And then David Kajganich were the writers. So. What year start- is it? Uh, 2018. Nice. Year that, year that we started the podcast. Um Mm-hmm. Isn't that wild? Interesting. Yeah. <clears throat> 2018. 2018. Um, all right. Dead or Alive. You ready? Yep. Patricia. Alive. Olga. Alive. Sarah. Alive. Susie. Dead. Dr. Kemper. I don't know alive. why I said it like that. Uh, Blanc. Dead. And Marcos. Alive. <laughs> okay. Love it. Here we that go. Little giggle. She I doesn't know what, know what it means. Giggle means. Those are my favorite. Okay. Uh so what I would say is in general, this is going to be keeping yourself or others that you care about alive. Keeping myself and others alive. Yeah. Okay. I can do that. Um, all right. You better make me care about someone, though. I'll try. Step number one. I'll give it a shot. Um, okay. Six acts. So it says Suspiria. Six acts and an epilogue set in divided Berlin. Divided Berlin. Mm-hmm. Okay. So title card says act one. 1977 and we see a early 20s girl uh running in the rain and she runs upstairs in an apartment building no not happy kind of running not the fun kind of running like the i'm a i'm crazy and losing my mind running and she runs up the stairs rings on a doorbell and an old man answers the door and she kind of barges in as if she's very much been there before and it's chloe grace moritz by the way oh chloe Mm -hmm. grace moritz i know her and she is dancing kind of moving and dancing around the apartment in not a joyful way but a i'm losing my mind sort of way sure and yeah, I get it. Yeah, we're all kind of we're, we're all kind of Chloe Grace Moritzing right now. So the doctor is kind of like, "All right, she's here." So he's like, "I'll tell my patient that's supposed to be here in five minutes to come back later because you are clearly having a nervous breakdown of some oh, kind." Oh fuck! Oh no! And uh, she is kind of going in and out of English and German, uh, and so she's like, "This song." German. Yeah, this song is stuck in my head, and it's so loud. Um, What I will say is um, she's doing an okay job. What I said to Eric was like, wow, this is an impossible monologue. Um, And she's definitely, like, 
wanting to show us that she's crazy. That's just kind of the snobby actor in me that was sort of like taken out of it a bit. Mm -hmm. Um, But she barges in, throws her bags down in the corner and she keeps saying, do you see what I mean? Do you see what I mean? And she's kind of laughing and crying kind of all at the same time. That sort of kooky, crazy vibe. And she's saying things like they're going to try to keep her alive. I was right. They're witches. I have to tell Sarah to get out of there. We then see Dr. Kemper, who's the doctor, write down in his, like, you know, notes or whatever, her delusions have deepened into panic. So this is Patricia. We learn her name is Patricia. Patricia. And she starts saying things like, Olga knows what's happening. She saw how they groomed me. They've been underground since the war, obviously referring to World World War II. And the doctor's like, and do you think they can hear you now, like in my office? And uh, she kind of pans around the apartment, like just kind of like, or like the office, just kind of like as if she's looking around, the camera's panning around too. And she's like, at first they gave me things, perfect balance, perfect sleep. But Mm. they took my urine, my eyes, my hair, and they want Marcos inside of me. Whoa. She then hears whispers in her own head and kind of starts going around the office, like picking up books and like trying to be like, hello, like, (laughs) (laughs) hello, phone book. (laughs) And the doctor, hello, hello. That's what she's saying to the voices. And then she just kind of like up and leaves and she kind of bolts out the door. And before she leaves to go out the door, she's like, uh, if they find out I was here, they won't hesitate. They'll hollow me out and serve my cunt on a plate. They'll hollow me out and serve my cunt on a plate. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Not great. What part of you is your cunt to specifically to be served i would assume that that you no to me i feel like she's talking about the outer like the labia menorah and medora (laughs) okay and the the outer taurus right perhaps the mons pubis even sure 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 just the outer yeah piece that's what i think yeah great and um cool 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 that's the delicacy that I'd like to keep that's it. on the menu. Mine. I'd love to keep mine. Connected to my I'd body. I'd love to keep mine. Although, if someone wants to eat it for dinner, they're hey! invited. <laughs> Double entendres that are really just single entendres. <laughs> <laughs> so, she le- she just flo- flo- floats out the door. Mm-hmm. His housekeeper uh, looks at him, and he shuts the door. Question one, what do you do? What does Dr. Kemp do? So you just kind of had this tornado, this Patricia tornado, come in, tell you that witches are trying to eat her cunt, and leave. I mean, I think I'd probably have to, like, I don't know the situation, but, like, call someone like a family or like hospital or something like if i'm her doctor and psychiatrist she seems yeah unhinged Mm -hmm. 
it seems like I, that's my job to help. Okay. That. So you so. would call, you would make a call to either a family member or professional or like, uh, or yeah, I got to get her help, whatever. I don't know her situation myself, but I'm assuming as her doctor, I would. And so, um, I would be getting some type of help some way, shape, or form. Okay. Uh, uh, what does Dr. Kemp do? Does he call the witches? <laughs> Hello? <laughs> Not specifically witches, but you know, call whatever yeah, yeah. she's talking about. Point for you. Right now, he looks at his housekeeper, shrugs, and lets the other patient in. That was going to be my second option. Well, thanks a lot, Doc. Yeah. What am I coming to you for? It's what he does. It's what he does initially. So now we cut to a farmhouse in the middle of nowhere, America. I happen to know America. Yeah. I happen to know that it's the middle of Ohio because we learned that later. And uh, based on what I'm seeing, we then are kind of doing like a pan through the house of just static shots on different things in the house as the credits are happening. And uh, based on what I see, these are Amish people or Mennonites. And uh, there are women who are giving a sponge bath to a woman who is so very close to death that she had like her breath is a death rattle. I would say she's about the one. I mean, it's hard to tell because she's like basically a corpse, but she's probably like no older than 45. I would say 45. She's a young, she's a young woman. Oh shit. I thought she was 100. No, no, she is definitely a youngish woman who should not be dying at this time. And people are just around kind of waiting for her to die. A pastor shows up to give last rites. So that's kind of where we are with this person. Okay. Cut to a 20-something girl in a train station. And she pulls a wad of cash out of a envelope that is from a Mennonite church, uh, like, you know, collection mm-hmm. plate. Mm-hmm. And she seems really overwhelmed. Like she's sure. never perhaps been out Taking of a train the, before. Yeah. But she is in Berlin. Oh, Berlin, Germany. Yes, Germany. Nope. <laughs> Wrong. Germany. You can only do no. French. Yeah, I can only do French. Ger- Say some type of German thing. Uh, uh, strudel. Nope. Strudel. No, we're not even close. Like, we're not even Wait, touching it. What's one German word? <laughs> Fräulein? More, more, water. I only know how to say more water, please, from when I was in Germany. Say it. I can't It's like, mir water, bitte. Oh. Bitte, something like that. I was just transported. When I'm in Europe, I'm always desperate for water. They don't give you water there. They don't give you water. More water, bitte. It's uh, like I'm in Germany. I fuck you. I myself. Yeah. That's that was a fuck you to me. I can't do yeah. it. So headed to Berlin. She's now walking in the rain following a map. And in the rain, following a map. 
we see that it is divided Berlin. So there's East and West Berlin. Mm-hmm. She then comes upon a giant building and on the front of the building, a gi- I mean, giant like marble pillars up super high. And it says Tons, T-A-N-Z is what it says on the building. Tons. Um, I'm going to post more than that too I because I, I do not know what that is in reference to and I forgot to make a note of it. So she walks into the giant lobby beautiful lobby and she kind of walks in and at one point um is just kind of looking around and then this woman uh who we learn is named miss tanner comes out and she's like susie bernier and she's french so that was yeah and she's like oh i tried to call you no i'm not gonna do it i tried to call you i was like and- listen to this bitch you got a french accent over a week no. hello because i realized that it wasn't gonna go through to the end the of the sentence. Whole, yeah, yeah, yeah 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 so i i you quit just- i quit while i wasn't ahead <laughs> <laughs> so miss tanner is like i tried to reach you at your hotel before you left because i really needed to reschedule but i wasn't able to catch you She's like, this just really isn't a good time for us. There is some company business, but here you are. So cut to her, uh, cut to um, Susie standing against a wall, and she's kind of stretching like her, her arms as if she's getting ready to perform or whatever. We then cut to a dance class going on elsewhere in the building, we cut back to Susie, and Miss Tanner says, Susie, we're ready for you. They bring her into this giant mirrored room with, like, like all four sides are mirrors to the point where, like, once you're inside, you don't know where the door is. Everything ah. is, yeah. And then just, like, pillars and uh, uh, Miss Tanner is like, this is Miss Milius, this is Miss Mandel. And Susie is like, where is Madame Blanc? I thought she was going to be here to see my audition. And Miss Tanner is like, oh, sweetie, honey, child, um, you shouldn't even be here. Like, you shouldn't even be auditioning. What? She's like, you have no training, no references. She's like, your inquiry just, like, happened to catch Madame Blanc on a good day. So, like, slow your Rude. Yeah. But she says it. She says it, like, very sweetly in that Uh way that's literally like, oh, my darling. (laughs) So. So Susie is not Chloe Grace Moretz. No. Okay. No. Uh, So Susie goes. uh, Susie is. um. Dakota Johnson. Oh, okay. Yeah. And is she um uh have an accent of any sort? She's American. She's from okay. Ohio. Yeah, which okay. we learn later, but so Susie goes to Oh right, because the train. She's mm-hmm. the train person. She is the train okay. person. Yeah. Got it. So she goes to put music on the record player, and Miss Milius is like I'd like you to do it without music. Um, bitch, I practice with music. Yeah. And Miss Tanner is like, you can keep time in your head, no? So this is all like modern dance. Um, if you can picture I love like modern dance. But here I knew you were gonna say that. Here's what's so funny. Watching her dance 
to no music and just hearing like the pounding of her feet and the and her breath uh-huh. i was very much like wow wow so much of what i like about modern or contemporary dance is how the movement goes with the music uh yeah i guess that's probably true I yeah. Was for so this too. this was a little. It feels very random, without music, right? You know, which was interesting. So she starts doing her modern dance routine, and this is intercut with Madame Blanc, who is in another part of the giant giant building, uh, who is instructing uh, the company in their dance rehearsal. So we have Madame Blanc counting off her dancers, which is coinciding with uh, Susie's dance. And it it seems like Madame Blanc is almost like feeling or hearing Susie dance in another part of the building. So we then cut to Susie, who's in this really impressive spin. And when she stops, the camera also stops right on Madame Blanc, who has appeared in the room. Mm. Cut to Susie hearing she's now sitting in the lobby, like clearly after she's auditioned, kind of waiting to hear. And she hears two dancers already part of the company talk about another girl that has gone missing. Mm-hmm. And they say, do you think she went underground? Um, and the one girl says, I don't know, but I wish she would call. Okay. So there is something going on in Berlin. Obviously, it's still divided. And this is where um, uh, RAF comes in, which I basically learned, and I want to do a little bit more of a deep dive on it. RAF were people that were considered terrorists at the time who believed that Germany wasn't doing enough to answer for their sins in World War II. And so there were bombings going on, RAF terrorists being like, Germany, you can't put a blanket over this. Mm. We need to deal with our sins is what I believe RAF is. So Interesting. Yeah. (sighs) Anyway, so Susie is kind of hearing this conversation out of context. And at that point, Miss Tanner calls Susie over, sits her down, and she says, well done. And Susie's like, what? (gasps) And she's so excited. And you can, like, the way that she interacts with Miss Tanner, you can tell that she is sheltered you know like she's very shy and then miss tanner says i you know i assume that you need to return home to get your affairs in order and susie is like nope i can start right now no affairs no affairs none to be no electricity haven't uh had any of that in my life i'm good I have all my possessions right here in this (laughs) suitcase the size of a briefcase. (laughs) And uh, Miss Tanner says, well, that's great. She says, we can't pay very much for you to be a part of our company, which is why we offer you a free place to live. You can live here for free. And it's dorm style, basically. And she's like, are you fucking kidding me? Like, Susie is like, yes, 
thank you. This is I great. I made it. Yeah. Yay. Uh, two other teachers then come in and are like introduced to her, but they're kind of very cold about it and snooty. Like one of them is like, where do you come from? And Susie's like, Ohio. Uh. And she's like, hmm, and kind of walks away. Then Miss Tanner says something really interesting. Um, she says, you know, welcome uh, in response to you don't have to pay anything to live here. Uh, she says, in this company, we fully understand the importance of a woman's financial autonomy. And uh, she's, yeah. Um, and in America, I don't know if you know, but like women couldn't have checking 70s. accounts or credit cards like in the fucking 70s. Yeah. So without cool. their husband's approval. Yep. Or permission, Super. I should say. Yep. Um, she then says she's like, we'd normally be full right now, but we happen to have a room. So you're in luck, which is why we can offer you this free board. And Susie says, Patricia. And Miss Tanner is like, you know her? And Susie's like, no, I just heard the girls say something about someone named Patricia um, when she was eavesdropping on that conversation. And Miss Tanner then says, okay, well, then I, I won't be coy. Patricia left under very sad circumstances. And we don't think she'll be back. So you can have her room. So that's the girl that they were like, oh, we don't know where she is. We, we wish she would call. call. Yes. Okay. And um, at this point, the house mother comes over, who's this kind of Miss Frizzle looking lady. <laughs> and she's like, we'll clean out her room and then she can move in. This is your house mother, blah, blah, blah. So now we cut to Susie looking out the window in the rain and a knock on the door. And it is a girl named Sarah from the company who has a British accent. And she's like, okay, I'm so sorry I'm late. Get your stuff. She's like, I had to, I had to, you know, all the trains were something or other because of the rain. Everyone freaks out in Berlin when it rains. I was like, is this LA? LA. <laughs> Basically, Susie was like staying in a hotel for a night or two while they got her room ready. Okay. And yeah. Sarah mm -hmm. was here to like pick her up. And Susie's like, I'm so sorry, but, like, when you hadn't arrived by 6, I had to keep the room for another night. So you're welcome to go back or stay here, whichever you'd like. And um, Susie, like, can't stop smiling. And Sarah's like, what's up? And she's like, I don't know. You were just, like, talking about people in Berlin. And I realized, oh, my God, that's me. Like, I live in Berlin now and uh Aww. yeah and uh sarah then says you know um i heard about your audition madame blanc said that you were brilliant and mm. Susie just kind of like shyly smiles and then a bomb goes ah, what no a, a bomb outside goes off and they're startled sarah runs to the window and she's like it's a bomb. It's RAF, blah, blah, blah. This is the first time in the movie that I believe we hear the term RAF other than I think some garbled news uh -huh. um, headings. Uh, this is the first time that a character is like RAF. And that's where I was like, I need to look up RAF, blah, blah, blah. 
So that happens. Part two. So that was part one. Part two. <laughs> yes, I know how <laughs> Thank numbers you. work. Thank, Thank you. you. Thank you for explaining um, it, though. And then we have cut to old man, Dr. Kemp, sleeping in bed, sitting up. So I was like, is that what happens when you're old? Sitting what? up sleeping. Sitting what a up monster. Sleeping. I mean, maybe it's really bad heartburn. Sometimes you have to sit up sleeping when you have heartburn. That sucks. Or an ear infection. Great. <laughs> <laughs> but like, I don't know. I, I I would just be sitting up awake. Awake? Yeah. I can't. I would be like, well, I guess sleeping isn't happening for me yeah. if I need to sit up. Yeah, like if if I if if I am instructed to sleep in any way other than fully on my side, like I'm just awake. I'm an awake yeah. person. So what um, a freak. <laughs> there was one time that I was having like a really awful back slash knee problems, and my doctor was like, "You can't sleep." on your side he's like you're literally popping your own ribs out Ew. please stop sleeping on your side but i was like i can't like i don't know what to tell you so eric literally made like a pillow fort around mm-hmm. me where like i was just i couldn't move anywhere and <laughs> then put my weighted blanket on me so i was literally just strapped <laughs> in <laughs> and couldn't move how'd that um, go for you not well so i mean your sleeping problem for me is less the 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 positioning and more the cats waking you up all the fucking time. Yeah. I was talking to someone who just got a kitten and I was like, good luck with life, sleep life. Like mm-hmm. I was like, everyone I know yeah. who has a cat is just like six months into it. They're just like, well, they're awake all night and wake me up. And somehow they're all just okay with it. That's mm-hmm. just cat people. They're just like, Oh, yep. I just don't sleep anymore. And I'm like, what the fuck is wrong with all of you insane humans? Um, cats are our overlords and they put some sort of parasite into our brains that make us subservient. They must. They must. There's no other explanation. Yeah. And then makes you also like 100% fine with it. So. That's the craziest part. Like that's the part that's not okay with me. Yeah. Like I'm not okay with people being okay with it. That's part part of the implant. It keeps like like I just thinking about it, just mm-hmm. thinking about the idea of this little monster trying to wake me up mm-hmm. every night mm-hmm. is yeah. I yeah. mean, I lose, I lose it, I lose yeah. it. It's uh, my life is wild. It's crazy, and I just <laughs> I love them for it. Okay, so now we have a VO, a voiceover. Mm-hmm. Here's what we're seeing. Okay, we are seeing the hustle and bustle of the morning. Okay, so we have, I think it's maybe, let's say, I'm going to say six teacher-type people and 12 dancers, Mm -hmm. thereabouts. And it's the hustle and bustle of the morning. So it's a big, giant, sort of long table where people eat. There's a kitchen. People are making coffee, blah, blah, blah. But as this is happening, we are hearing a vote go on. Where it's basically like, okay, it's time to vote. Uh, I'm going to go around the room and call your name, and you will vote for either Marcos or Blanc. Okay? And we hear everybody say who they're Mm -hmm. voting for. We don't Mm -hmm. know why or how or who or whatever. Question two, you won't know until much, much later. Ah. Who are are you voting for? Well, this is an unfair question. Marcos... Or Blanc? 
Um, Marcos. Okay. There's no bell because I you won't know if that was a good vote or not until the end. Seems like an unfair question. I'm giving myself an extra point regardless. Okay, great. So one teacher, as we're seeing this, I call her sad little turtle lady. Aww. She's got like real big glasses, kind of matron, kind of matronly hair, and she just looks like a nervous little turtle. Um, and as this vote is going on, she seems agitated all the time and in pain almost. The VR, the VO, the VR, the VO then says that Marcos um, will remain in power. That the vote power. Oh, I didn't know we were doing power. The majority voted for Marcos as the head of the company. The the literally the dance company is called Marcos Dance Company. And uh, as this is happening, the radio is talking about the violence and the bombings. And Turtle Lady seems to be in like some sort of trance, kind of, as she's sitting in a chair, just like staring straight ahead. Whereas everyone else is bustling around her and smiling and laughing. The voiceover continues, but now it appears to be between Miss Tanner and Madame Blanc. Madame Blanc is Tilda Swinton. Okay, so she's the one where like Susie wanted to audition for her and blah, blah, blah. And they're talking. And they're basically like, okay, so the vote settled on Marcos, and Marcos wants to try again. Blanc is hesitant and is like, but it has to be the right girl. I don't want to, like, waste our time again. And she's like, you know, if you remember, I had my doubts about Patricia, but they weren't heated. And uh, she's like, maybe Sarah. And... Miss Tanner says, you know, maybe or whatever. And then she's like, I think it was good to send Sarah to go pick up the American girl. Sarah is a great ambassador for the company. We now cut to uh, Dr. Kemp again. And he is walking around his streets. Hello. Oh, hello, doctor. Hello. Hello. Here's my paper. Nah. And everyone's like, are you going to the country house again, Dr. Kemper? And he's like, yep, on my way. So this is his little routine. To go to the country house, he has to take, it's very clear that it is, he's got to take a train, a bus, a taxi, a bird, a plane. Like, it's, it's a schlep to get there. And he has to cross over into East Berlin or West <sighs> Berlin. Like, basically, he's crossing... The barrier between East and West Berlin, which is a thing at this time. And now, so he's crossed over and now he's walking along a country road and he opens a gate to a little house that appears to be like overgrown and abandoned. Um, and that ASMR everyone is Kim playing bongos <laughs> on her boobs. <laughs> If anyone was wondering, that's a new ASMR uh, thing that we're giving a try. Uh, Let us know what you think. (laughs) I find it soothing. 
Oh, girl, you don't have to tell me twice. Tapping them titties is a pacifier, if I've ever heard one. <laughs> ah, it really is. Mm -hmm. So he lets himself into this little yard. And he touches a space on the wall, just like puts his hand to it and then takes his hand off. And we see that it like carved into the cement of the wall. It says A plus J. The voiceover is this doctor, Dr. Kemp, whose name is, is Joseph. And he's talking to someone named Anka. And he's like, I had to brush the leaves away again today. It's getting a bit overgrown. Cut to him a little bit later sitting under a tree outside of the house with a blanket over his lap, eating a croissant or pastry of some kind. I know. I didn't even mean to do it that time. I was shocked, honestly, that we made it through the entire last episode with so without, much French accents. Without me saying, saying croissant. That word. Yeah. yeah. I'm shocking, shocked as well. Honestly. I don't know. You, you had to I'm make up for it. Yeah, I like did. that's that's why you brought it up in Germany. I I did because I don't even think it was a croissant. It was you, probably you've a, lost. It was probably over it, a, st you? a strudel. Yes, yeah. I have. I try to say croissant at least once a day, <laughs> and it's really sad. So here here's what we are getting from this. Um, she's his, dead. Well, she's dead, and this was their house mm -hmm. for whatever reason, and now he lives. In this apartment on the other side that appears to be his apartment and office. He clearly doesn't live at this house anymore, but still has a key to it, you know. Cut to Susie moving into her... Susie! Dormitory room. And we learn that she's right next door to Sarah, British Sarah. And she's like, so knock on the wall if you need anything. Cut back to Dr. Kemper, who's now coming home to his apartment now. And uh, we see when he walks in that the bag, one of the bags that Patricia threw in the corner when she came there is still there. Mm -hmm. Question three, what do you do? What does Dr. Kemp do? Look in that bag, hand in hand. <laughs> <laughs> Point for Dr. Kemp. Uh-oh. So he looks in. And he opens her... I don't regret a thing. I mean, here's the thing. Neither do I. Because I'm like... <laughs> I gotta know. Obviously, I'm looking. And, like, there's a fucking diary in it, girl. Oh, like, you no. better believe I am reading that shit. So he's reading the diary. And it's got a lot of... Emojis. We don't, ooh, yeah, a lot of a lot of emojis. The poop emoji. It's it's just the poop emoji. <laughs> We're, no more, no more again. <laughs> it's just the hands over the eyes monkey. Yeah, hands over the eyes monkey, and that dancing lady in the red dress. Oh, I love her. I yeah, her she's great. So <laughs> we get some looks at it, but we're gonna get a better look at it later. So we'll find out later really what's in it. And his housekeeper, who is Frau Sesam, um. She comes in and she's talking about the – she's like, oh, another protest is happening outside. And she's musing. She's like, oh, before the war, Germany had the strongest women, like your wife, Anka. Wasn't she doctor? And he doesn't really appear to hear her, her or doesn't want to hear her, but he's very engrossed in this diary. 
Cut to, we're back at the dance place. Yep. And we hear an announcement of like, all right, yo, like the dance rehearsals in the Lily room today or whatever the fuck. And the announcer, who I believe is is Tilda Swinton's voice, is like, lead your own stretches today. Be there in a second kind of thing. The dancer, the dancers, so the dancers are gathering. And then Madame Blanc comes in and she gives everyone the mwah, mwah on either cheek to everybody. Yep. And she introduces Susie to everyone. And she's like, do you want to say something? And Susie is like, I'm so shy. I've never seen people. And she just says, hello. Everyone is smoking, by the way. (laughs) Oh, no. Like, everyone is smoking. It was was wild times back in the 70s. Fucking wild. It was warming up for dance class with a cigarette. Literally, I will I I get to it later and I commented on it, but I'll just tell you now. At one point there's like a scene where like Sarah and Susie are like warming each other up. Like the way that we warmed up in like acting classes, like stretching yeah, each other. Yeah. And Sarah has a fucking cigarette in her mouth. Can like, you fucking imagine? How are you not just like <clears throat> like when you start dancing? I I I don't I don't know. Just hacking well, up lungs all the time. What Eric pointed out is he was like, that's a big thing among ballet dancers is they all oh, smoke. Oh, keeps them skinny. Keeps them skinny. But th- I ask you the same question. I'm like, how is their cardiovascular system right. able to perform like above? Yeah, at like a fucking professional athlete level. Yeah, but they smoke. It's Yeah, it's wild. So smoking and... Til- you can picture Tilda Swinton smoking a cigarette. Sure. Like, it's very deliberate. Natural. Like, there's no, there's, no, it's the opposite. Eric commented on this. Like, people that smoke a lot, it's almost like it's an extension of their hand. Mm-hmm. Whereas Tilda Swinton, when she smokes, it's like every puff is <laughs> intentional mm-hmm. and with purpose. And okay. I was like, all right, bitch. So she's like, all right, join the family. You know, we're a family. Welcome to the family. And then she's like, I want to pick up where we left off, everybody, with Volk. And she's like, you know, Patricia's gone. So, Olga, you're going to dance Patricia's part. Sarah, you're going to dance Olga's part. So now Olga is the protagonist of the dance. Patricia was the protagonist. Now Olga is the protagonist. So Blanc is coaching Olga who is really struggling to get it. And Olga then stops and like pushes Madame Blanc off. And she's like, this is shit. And Madame Blanc is like, okay, let's all take a break. And Olga does not wait for the break. She just starts screaming. She's like, you can't even be bothered to respect your own lies. Something along those lines. Whoa. To who? To Madame Blanc and Miss Tanner and like, all of the teachers that are there, but like mostly Madame Blanc and uh, Miss Tanner and House Mother kind of like get a little aggro. And Madame Blanc is like, no, 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 it's OK. Let's talk about it. It's totally fine. And she kind of takes Olga's hands in her hands and she's like, I know that you're upset about Patricia. Mm-hmm. The thing is, if she chose to go underground There is a reason why none of us would know where she is. She doesn't want us to. And that was her choice. Like, if she wants to be 
boiling water in a bunker underground somewhere. Like, that is the choice that she made. And Olga's like, no, she would have told someone. And Madame Blanc is kind of like, would she have, though? Mm -hmm. Like, so just kind of trying to calm her down and make her understand, like, Patricia made her bed. And we all wish she hadn't, but she did. So this is what's happening. Tanner, she then says, take, Miss Tanner, please take Olga to her room to rest. Olga throws Miss Tanner off and is like, no, Miss Tanner. Olga has had enough. And I was like, (laughs) people who speak in third person when they're very emotional is funny to me. And I'm sorry because clearly Olga is really going through something and I shouldn't laugh, but it's funny. And because she's like, Olga's going to pack her things and get out of this box of rabies. Oh, shit. Marches out and turns around and she's like, witches. Oh, shit. And leaves. Miss Tanner then just kind of starts laughing in a way that, like, is to suggest how ridiculous, right? Uh-huh. But it's it's loud and long and uncomfortable. <laughs> so Blanc, Madame Blanc is like, I'm so sorry, like, especially to Susie, who's like, what? <laughs> right. And she's like, who okay. Are the, who are the two S girls? Sarah and Susie. And which is which? Sarah is British. She's been there. Susie is, is the new British. girl. Susie is the new girl. Okay. So think of Susie. You know how like Susie is like, I'm Susie. She's new. That's sort of, that's what the name Susie says. You okay. know? I mean, it's hard because we know a Susie that was a very good friend of ours. And right. I wouldn't describe her that way, but right. sure. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So. But now that you've done that, I will keep that little now voice you know in, who my, it is. in my head. Yeah. So. <laughs> but I have to do Sarah as like, I'm Sarah. I've been here forever. Yes. Which is funny because I know a Sarah who is nothing like that. The Sarah I know is actually a little bit more like the Susie voice. That's true. <laughs> so we're all mixed up over here. Um, if I say him that way, I'll I'll keep it straight. I'm Susie. Hello, I'm Sarah. Great. Yeah, that's, that's how we know. Apparently that. Those two voices equal. I'm uh, <laughs> new at this, and I've been here forever. Well, how, I'm a who, freshman versus senior. Well, who knows how long Sarah's been smoking as a dancer? Sure, Susie's and never we seen know a Susie was life back in fucking Amish land. Exactly. So we figured it out. That's fair. So it's more of like a I'm Susie. No, I'm Sarah. Fuck! Sarah. I fucked it up already. God damn it! But it's but she's also oh. British, so it's oh. also like. Hello, I'm Sarah. <laughs> That's it. That's it. That's yeah. it. Okay. <laughs> Spoiler alert, she sounds nothing like that. <laughs> but she doesn't sound like an now 80-year-old smoker. No, but cockney 80-year-old smoker. Yeah, but now it's all you're going to be able to hear. So <laughs> you're welcome. Got it. So Madame Block is like, all right, who's going to dance the pro tag? Who's going to do, do it? it. I, I like pro tags. Okay. So she goes around and everyone's like, not me. Oh. All hiding from the from wanting to do this. And so Madame Block says, okay, we'll, we'll manage, you know. And then we hear, I'll dance. <laughs> Is it Susie? It's Susie. Susie. She says, I'll dance. And everyone kind of looks at her. Madame Blanc is like, I mean, bitch, you just got here. And she says, 
I've seen the dance over a hundred times in the library. And I came to New York three times when you were performing at the Martha Graham studio. And Madame Blanc comes up to her and she's like. Obsessed much? Yeah. Madame Blanc comes up to her and is like, we rehearsed this for like 10 months. You know, like I don't think it's a thing where you can just like step in. And Susie's like, nope, I can so Miss Tanner is like, okay, we'll do it alone first so you don't accidentally, like, maim someone sure. by doing it all together. So they just do the same show every year? I, uh, good question. That right? sounds boring. Yeah. yeah. I mean, here's – well, no. <clears throat> because what if we think of it as, like, the Nutcracker? The nutcracker? Yeah. Sure. So I think that's kind of what we're – meant to equate it it. to okay i'll take it so but they do come up with new dances because later on in the movie she's like i came up with something new so it's like they're not only doing um you know the same stuff all the time so she's like all right do it by yourself so Susie gets up to dance music starts playing this is intercut with olga uh leaving walking down the stairs from her dorm room with her suitcase and it's raining out the window and uh we cut back to Susie and Madame Blanc and Blanc stops her and she's like she's like clear your head she's like I want you to start over turtle lady is in the corner looking kind of turtley and Blanc so Susie takes a deep breath and then Blanc touches pressure points on her hands and pressure points on her feet we now cut back to olga and she's on this giant staircase and we hear two teachers like laughing (laughs) and then they interact they they meet olga on the stairs and they're like olga and we just see slow motion of the teachers staring at Olga on the stairs, mm-hmm. just staring into her eyes, suit cut to Susie dancing her dance. And it's all very kind of creepy and distorted. And then they just kind of keep keep going, laughing, having their conversation up the staircase. Okay. Olga starts descending back down and starts crying, but the tears are literally like, like, falling out of her her eyes and like Uh they're like globular Mm -hmm. tears so she's like she can't see like she's completely blinded by the tears and cut back to turtle lady turtle lady looks very pained uh cut back to olga she's been trying to like walk down the stairs and she's just like crying like sobbing and trying to like get these tears out of her face and she can't see so now she's kind of like this walking through the hallways of this building arms up in front of her thank you like i can't see and olga then hears a voice being like olga olga come this way and there's like a kind of a light at the end of the hallway question four what do you do what does olga do i think hand in hand i think uh i think i am 
not gonna go that way. I'm gonna leave the building. And I think hand in or hand. Or make your best attempt to do so. Yes. Mm-hmm. I think she does go that way. Question mark. Double ding. Hey, first double ding of the show. It only took an hour. <laughs> but only four questions. So this scene, uh, um, I don't encounter a ton of scenes that are body horror that um make me feel like I'm actually going to vomit. Oh. Um, Get ready for Cronenberg's. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So Olga does follow the voice. Can't see. But she walks towards the light. All of a sudden the door she walks through closes behind her. And she is in the mirrored room. And the door is gone. Hmm. And tears are still just falling out of her eyes. And she knows she's fucked now. Yeah. She's literally yeah. crawl like scratching at the mirror. Just she knows she's fucked. Cut back to Susie and Madame Blanc, and she's like, "Okay, remember you start on one with the music, and if you feel ill at any time, just stop." If you feel ill, okay. Mm-hmm. As Susie is doing this, very visceral modern dance very sort of um i don't know how else to describe it nor do i know how to describe how i'm going to describe it to you to other people very impulse improv (laughs) how do how do we how do we describe impulse improv it's like it's like very spelling of the body yeah it's very spastic movement it's all meant to just be sort of like, I don't know. You'd see it. It's with theater kids throwing their body around thinking that they, sure. you know. Impulse okay. was a class we had. Class we had in college. college. Yeah. <laughs> so that's kind of the vibe that we're getting. Now, <laughs> as Susie is doing certain movements, we cut back to Olga And it appears that those movements are directly affecting her. Okay. So Olga can't fucking see. And she is being literally thrown around the room like a rag doll and completely contorted. Mm. At one point, her body is bent backwards and half and to the side so that we watch her ribs pop out and bruise her skin. Ah! And she is screaming and just fluid and pus and everything coming out of her body and her eyes. And she's just being thrown against the wall as Susie is doing this dance, turned into a literal pretzel. At this point, her one arm, it appears, so you know where your scapula, scapula is, your shoulder blade? Okay. Her shoulder has been so dislocated that it appears that her arm is growing out of her back. Eh! 
and is crossed behind her and she is continuing to be thrown about. Blanc tells the music to get louder. Tanner is like, bravo, Susie. Now we cut back to Olga and she's being smashed up against, her face is being smashed up against the mirror, but her jaw is being pulled off of her face. Oh, is that how you felt with your smoothie? You took you you got there before I did. <laughs> you got there before I did. <laughs> um, her spine is now she's now folded Ow. backwards. Oh my gosh! Stop folding me and and just starts peeing herself. It's the least of her problems. And the bones are cracking, and she's just a giant bruise now because like literally her bones are just being moved about. Oh God. Now her leg, so she's on the ground with her leg, with her arm growing out of her back. And now her left leg is brought up and over so that her entire hip is bending backwards. Oh, stop folding me. The music then stops with Susie. Turtle lady looks completely turtled, like sitting in the corner, just utterly Turtle, turtled, turtled. Olga is a. I'm pretty li- turtled myself. I'm a little turtled as well. Olga is a is an actual pretzel person, drooling and bruised on the ground, convulsing. Oh fuck! So to give you an idea, I told our friend Jamie Flanagan that I was watching Suspiria, mm-hmm. and the first thing that they said was. That mirror room scene, right? (laughs) Great. Yeah. So Tanner and Blanc now come over to Susie, who's on the ground and looks like she's going to barf. And Blanc is like, it's okay. Like, everyone feels a little sick after doing this dance. It takes so much out of you. And um, she's like, or a lot of people collapse. And Susie's like, I didn't collapse. And Blanc goes, well, the dance is over and you're on the floor. So, and that's not how the dance ends. So (laughs) you collapsed. (laughs) And she's like, but you did wonderfully. Sarah, please take Susie to her room to rest for the rest of the day. All right. All right. Here I go. (laughs) So... Now we cut to Susie in her room, um, and then she's peeing into a cup. Interesting. Yep. And we have flashbacks to baby Susie, school-age Susie, maybe elementary school. And she's obviously, you know, she was uh, Amish, so it's like a, in her kitchen. And she's in school, and she's drawing these, like, really dark, deep lines on a map of America from Ohio down to the word Berlin that she scrawled on the bottom of the page. So she's drawing these lines and then she like flips to a um, page that is Europe and she's like circling Berlin and her tutor or whatever is like, you have to study America keeps flipping it back. And Susie just keeps flipping it back until her mom comes in and scolds her. And we see that her mom is dying death rattle lady. Oh. And the mom comes over and tears out the page 
and just like stares at her like a mean lady. <laughs> cut cut to uh, Miss Frizzle, house mother, uh, collecting pee. So she collects everybody's pee. So she's got a tray of pee. Oh, are they doing testing? Yes. So, which I was like, what the fuck? And then I was like, oh, I mean, testing for drugs. They could have been mm-hmm. easily. We now cut to Dr. Kemp reading the diary some more. And we see written into the diary, Mother Tenen Brahum, Mother Lacrimarum, Mother Suspiriorum. We just see those names. Suspiriorum, Suspiria is the name of this movie. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. Just saying. This is intercut, him reading the diary, with five teachers are five teachers i think there's literally six if i'm being if if i'm correct it's blanc and then five more standing around olga's pretzel body and as they're standing around it the diary is showing a diagram of bodies kind of being dissected or bisected and shit like like uh um not like they're crude drawings, you know? So we're seeing this and this. Each teacher standing around Olga's body has a hook, this like ceremonial hook-like thing. And <laughs> okay, the first teacher takes it and puts it through Olga's like quad and just hooks it through camera on olga's face this bitch is still alive she's alive i was like excuse fucking me don't like that so now all five of them put their hooks into her as she's still alive and like can't even scream but it's just a a she has no jaw no jaw and just a foaming pretzel lady oh my gosh and um we then see in the diary this, like, starish symbol of, like, five points, but not a pentagram, just, like, five-ish points, and the name Blanc is written in, this, in the middle uh, of it, okay, 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 in okay. the diary. We then cut back, and they're all, like, lifting her and dragging her out of the room, and the house mother <sighs> does this, like, hand gesture, and the wall... The mirror, the mirror wall opens and uh, they drag her body out to somewhere and the mirror closes. Cut to Kemp, Dr. Kemp. Well, shit. He's on the phone with police reporting a missing woman. Mm. Okay. So now we cut to Blanc and Tanner talking. And they appear to be talking in a room behind a door. And Susie is walking up to the door. So we're hearing what's happening inside. And we hear them saying, she couldn't have known what she was doing. She just carried more of our intention than we intended. And the problem is we let ourselves get angry with Olga. Mm-hmm. So Tanner is like, I could feel it. The girl is a natural. 
And she says, like Patricia, but cleaner somehow. Maybe just what we're looking for. Then Susie, knock, knock, knock. Nothing creepy at all going on. Walks in. We now cut to Blanc and Susie in this room that Susie just walked into. And they appear to just be eating like a yummy little sophisticated tapas plate, you know, where Madame Blanc is just smoking her cigarette like she do. And Madame Blanc is asking her questions like about her religion. And um, Susie is like, yeah, the Amish came about when they felt that the Mennonites were becoming too liberal. And so we split off and became Amish. Oh, boy. Hey. And Madame Blanc is like, are you uncomfortable, like, talking about your religion? And Susie's like, I just don't really know why we are, what it has to do with anything. Right. And then she says, you know, I saw you three times at the Martha Graham Center. She says, "Um, one, one time I took a bus and the two other times I hitchhiked. Damn, girl. Yeah. And Madame Blanc goes, were you punished? And Susie says, yep. And then Madame Blanc says, how did it feel in your body today? The dance. And she says this. She says, it felt like what I imagine it must feel like to fuck. Oh, shit. Okay. And Madame Blanc. Yeah, girl. Yeah. Well, hold that thought. Because then Madame Blanc takes a puff of her cigarette and she says, a man. And Susie goes, I was thinking of an animal. And I was like, bitch! You were fucking an animal? Or you were an animal? Who's the animal? Who's fucking? You both animals? What's happening? (laughs) Madame Blanc then says, she's like, we got to work on your jumps. She says, Caroline will work on your jumps with you. They're not high enough. And she says, but, you know, I think you're going to be a great protagonist for this dance. She says, Olga made it look too hard. And she says, I'm relieved that she's gone. And so she says, thank you for that. And I was like, that is some cold ass shit, bitch, because you know (laughs) what she did to Olga. Then there's this weird shot of, like, very close up on Susie's face and Madame Blanc in the foreground, like, washing her hands in the sink And Susie just has this, like, almost, like, calm, euphoric look on her face, which was just very interesting. Not sure what that was about. Uh, We now cut to Susie in her own room. And Sarah comes in. (laughs) It's really helpful. I know. And Susie tells Sarah, she's like, Madame Blanc wants me to, like, officially dance the protagonist and she's like I just didn't think it was going to be like this like so easy and you know she's like she's so kind mm-hmm. and she then is like Sarah are, are you okay and Sarah's like yeah I'm just thinking about Olga and Patricia and she's like you know Patricia never trusted the matrons and I I never understood why and she says if I asked you a favor would you do it Question five, what do you do? What does Susie say? What do you say? What does Susie say? I would say it depends on the favor. Love. (laughs) Okay. Uh, She says yes. 
think it's good practice to always ask what the favor is before you agree to it. <laughs> yeah, just a general, yeah, general yeah. advice. Agreed. Agree. So double ding. Thanks. Susie says yes, uh, yes, uh, yes, <laughs> queen. <laughs> She's and a then, good friend. I'll give yeah. her that. And then, or a dumb friend. Ah. And then, I mean, how long has she known this bitch? Two days. She doesn't. She doesn't know what Sarah's about. So then Sarah says, we might get caught. And Susie says, okay. Wow. Yeah. she's. You know what? She's living her, what do they call it? Rum springa? Rum, her rum springa. Yeah. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm fucking living my best life. Yeah. I am down for whatever. Yeah. Let's do it. Ride or die. Let's do this. Let's turn people into pretzels with our dance. So... We now cut to heavy breathing at night in a bed, but it is not the fun kind of heavy breathing. It appears to be the nightmare kind of heavy breathing. Okay. Okay. Dream. Heavy breathing. Dream. Heavy nightmare. (laughs) That was all the words you said at one time. You could just timestamp that. 131, 37. (laughs) Please. I'm just going to cut it for you. Oh, yeah. That was <laughs> So was all three words that you said. Literally. Four words as one. Like I couldn't even mimic it. It's, <laughs> I don't even know. All right. So it's just flashes of images. Um, very creepy. So we have farmhouse, mirror shattering, nurse walking in, door closing, Mom finding her in a closet. Woman screaming under a shroud with hair over their face. Pulled out of closet. Person contorted on the floor. Dying mother. Hand on windowsill. Iron. Uh, iron being put over the hand. Ah. Letter A in blood. Bruised torso breathing. Okay, so like those are the images we're seeing. And this Ask- is Susie's screen? Yes. Yes. Okay. Uh, act three, borrowing. Three, borrowing. Detectives walk up to the building, Tons, and Miss Frizzle House Mother answers the door. And they say, where's Marcos? And Where is Marcos? Miss Frizzle says, not here. And they say, how about Miss Blanc? And Miss Frizzle says, that's me. It's not. Oh, Okay. And she says, come in. <laughs> She's like, follow, follow me. Come on in. They walk past Miss Tanner. We now cut back to Susie and Sarah sneaking out. Remember, they're going to go oh, do right. something. They've got okay? a, she's got a favor. Favor, yeah. And so they're listening for the matrons who are leaving, Right. Um, I think I remember this from actually the original that it's like the matrons leave on the weekend, I guess. So like oftentimes, like not all of them live there, basically. Okay. Um, but okay. Yeah. All of the, fl- <laughs> sorry, I, I, I just, uh. apologies. All of the <laughs> floors are marble. Like all of the floors are like clickety clackety. Okay. Okay. So this is not a question, but if you're sneaking around. Shoes on or off? Off, baby. Yeah. It's literally like slipper tip-to- time. It's literally like they're tiptoeing, but it's still like clickety, clackety, clickety, <laughs> clackety. 
So they go into they. You just they, put on socks and slide around. Yeah, oh, like risky business all yeah. over the place. So you just ski it, skiing around those marble floors. Yeah. So they go into an office where there's a bunch of file cabinets, and Sarah and they pick a lock on a file cabinet, and they're looking for for files. And Sarah's like, Patricia's isn't here. And Susie says, why don't you look for Olga's? She's like, it's not here either. And she's like, I really just want someone to call. Like, I just want a Mm, phone number. Right. To see if someone knows where Where they they are. are. Okay. And they can't find anything. So Sarah's like looking through another cabinet She's like, it's just so bizarre. Like, she's just looking through. Susie then hears something that Sarah doesn't appear to hear because she's pretty engrossed. And it is coming from a small door that's kind of behind a file cabinet off to the side in kind of a dark corner. And she peeks through something it also it's it's unclear because it also kind of looks like she opened a door and then there's a bookcase like i'm not quite sure but basically she's spying on something and she sees here's what she sees and she's, this is Susie. Susie. okay yeah and she sees one of the detectives standing perfectly still winnie the pooing so no uh, pants oh uh, what just Full frontal penis. Okay. And Miss Frizzle and Miss Tanner and somebody else are holding those hooks. (gasps) And they're laughing hysterically at, you know, clearly hypnotized or entranced Uh detective. And they're, like, pretending to, like, skewer his penis. Uh Like... But, like, not doing it. They're more just like, it's so small. Like, here, kitty, 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 kitty. Oh, my gosh. (laughs) And then, like, Miss Frizzle, like, pulls his gun out of the holster and is like, like, just fucking around. (laughs) Okay. And so Susie is watching this. Uh, She closes the door and kind of, like, like, softly laughs. Uh, Question six what do you do? What does Susie do now? I think hand in hand, we tell Sarah. One point for you. Susie says nothing. Doesn't tell her. Cut to next day, stretching, Sarah smoking while stretching. Hmm. Uh, gotta stretch out my hamstrings <laughs> and Blanc walks in and she's like no mirrors today and no music so they put these like giant curtains across the this is not the mirror room this is a bigger room but one side of the wall is all mirrors and so they mm-hmm. pull curtains across and this is where she says she's like I have a new piece that we're going to learn. Ooh, exciting. I'm tired of doing the nutcracker all the time. Exactly. And she's like, this piece is about rebirths, the pull they exert and the effort to escape them. And she says, Susie, you will improv at the heart. 
of the dance. I'm interested in your instincts. And she says, we will call this open again, is what the dance will be called. Open again. So all the women are dancing. Blanc is just kind of like circling Susie. And Susie is, her her impulse improv is really taking her (laughs) to the ground. Okay. Okay. She's really like slithering on the ground. That's where her her impulse is taking her. I like it. She's a snake. She is a snake. Susie the snake. So, So she's really like into the floor right now. And we see... That underneath the floor, there appears appears to be an old gnarled hand that touches its ceiling, Susie's floor, but it's all dark and like we don't, Uh, you know, we don't know anything. And Susie seems very stimulated or turned on, like that kind of vibe. Tanner and Blanc are now staring at each other as if talking to each other, but not saying uh-huh. anything cool i wish we could do that we can we kind of do <laughs> <laughs> i just said something naughty um, <laughs> so now we cut no okay so that dance is over now we cut to tanner and blanc sitting on a couch reading a paper and smoking obviously of course and blanc says <laughs> to tanner she's like Bitch, you should have told me that Marcos was coming to this dance rehearsal that we just had. Oh shit. And she's like, she wanted to she wanted to feel her for herself. And she's like, so you hid her in a storage closet under the floor? Like what the fuck? <laughs> and she's like uh, T- uh, Tanner says to to Blanc, she's like, you should have told her about Susie yourself. Like you shouldn't have So Marcos is a lady, not a man named Marcos. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And Miss Tanner keeps calling her mother. So she's Mother Marcos. And Miss Blanc is kind of like not into calling her mother. Like she calls her Marcos. Interesting. And Blanc is like, I don't want to waste another girl before we're ready. And she's like, if Marcos really was one of the three mothers... We wouldn't be in this position. Tanner says, listen, we voted and we chose to follow Marcos. Them's the breaks. Question seven. So Marcos wants Susie. You don't think she's ready. Miss Tanner is like, we voted. She's the boss. Question seven. What do you do? What does Madame Blanc do? I guess hand in hand, we like keep testing Susie more, like to prove she's not ready. Oh, Remember when we were on some type of video, something, and I was like, oh, I just burnt my arm on the oven. Look at it. Yes, my God. Well, thank God it wasn't your hand. I know. It's like way up my arm, so it's fine. Yeah. But like, it's pretty gnarled. Yeah, it is. Um, I'll give you a double ding, I think. Um, I'll take it. Yeah, I think. That's a tough one. I, I'm not sure why I set myself up for not really knowing the answer. <laughs> um, <laughs> I've been there and yeah. uh, I get it. <laughs> yeah. So now we cut to Susie and Sarah in the hall. Sarah smoking, obviously. And 
Yep. Susie. So this is immediately following that dance rehearsal where we now know Mother Marcos was like touching the floor. And pulse improving. Yeah. And Susie comes up to Sarah and is like, did something happen? And Sarah's like, what do you mean? And she's like, did you feel something or someone? <gasps> she felt it happening. And Sarah is like, no, and kind of laughs. And Susie goes, am I confusing you? Like, am I being weird? And Sarah goes, no, no, no. It's just, it's odd because it's the sort of thing that, like, Patricia, Patricia used to say. Used to say. Of course she did. Yep. And so she's she like. She was being impulse improv too. She was also being impulse improv. Impulse improv. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and it drove her insane as it did us. <laughs> <laughs> um, oh, impulse improv. Um, so <laughs> I really haven't thought about impulse improv in 20 years. Me neither. Until you said the words. Yeah. I so, blocked it out. Uh, yeah. Blocked it and blacked it. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so then Sarah's like, okay, let's get dressed for dinner tonight. I have a dress you can borrow. Because obviously, you know, fucking Susie is like Fraulein Maria. Like, she doesn't have fucking clothes mm -hmm. to wear. Right. They're all handmade. Yeah. And so cut to um, a place called Paris Bar. Ooh, I want to go. I really want to go to this place because it just it just felt so fucking European. So fucking European. I can't wait till we have some Sammies in Europe so we can, like, tour in Europe. Tell your European friends about us. So as all of the company is kind of, like, walking into this Paris bar laughing, everyone's dressed up. It's the dancers and the teachers we hear a voiceover of Madame Blanc and Miss Tanner being like, this is good for Susie to see us as part of the world. And they're like, I think she senses what we want with her. And Madame Blanc says, she does. I can tell every night when I send her out, when I send her her dreams. When I send her her dreams. Uh... Yeah. Keep, yeah. keep your fucking dreams keep out of your my fucking head. nightmares out it. <laughs> so I got enough trouble sleeping with right? me laying on my back and my cat swatting my face. <laughs> Come on. Come I'm on. I need fucking nightmares. So cut to Blanc. Now it's nighttime. We just had nice Paris fun. Cut to Blanc. Sending her dreams. All right. So we got some more creepy in images. You ready? Yep. We got some hooks going into bodies. We got hairballs in a toilet. Not cat hairballs, human hairballs. We got weird rainbow lights kind of dancing on the wall and mm. shadows. We got skin ripping. Ooh. We got Susie kind of sliding up a wall. And we have weird doll head, farmhouse, more dreams. And then Susie wakes up mm. and she wakes up screaming, I know who I am. Oh, okay. Good for you. Sarah runs in and she's like, what's the matter, love? She's like, who are you? <laughs> yeah. Do and tell. <laughs> Sarah runs in and she, she goes, oh, Marco's company special. 
And another girl walks in and is like, does she need a Valium? Sarah's like, I got her. And Susie just kind of keeps saying to herself, like, very quietly, I know who I am. I know who I am. And Sarah kind of, like, lays her back down. She's like, oh, honey, like, I dreamt of hairballs and toilets for weeks before I got a decent night's sleep. What is this place and why is everyone okay with it? Similar to cats. Right? Similar to vet school, too. (laughs) Yes. You know, everyone was just super chill with vet school. Um, Also in Europe. So Susie then climbs into bed with Susie. And like Susie climbs into bed with Susie. My bad. Sarah climbs (laughs) into bed with Susie. I was like, oh, wow. Now she's really lost. She's losing her mind. (laughs) And it's like a little twin bed. So she's like spooning her. And Susie is like, I've only ever shared a bed with my sister. And Sarah says, well, we're sisters now. No. Act four. Taking. Taking. Yep. Don't remember any of the others, but great. Uh, me neither. Uh, and number two, I never got. I tried to look it up. God forbid I rewind it and look, but I didn't. So all of those have names except for part two. Sorry. Um, Dr. Kemper. Where is he? Oh, he's at his little cottage again. Mm-hmm. And he's dusting things off and it's Breaking snowing. Breaking in again. Breaking in like to his that own cottage home. that someone else owns. Exactly. And he just visits every day. Yeah. He's like the the little ghost man that makes tea while the rest of the family is upstairs sleeping. No. Um, So he's making tea. Now we cut to him making the trek all the way back to Mm -hmm. the other side of Berlin. And we cut to him going to the police station. And he's asking for the two detectives that we know came to the Tons building. Winnie the Pooh. Mm -hmm. Winnie the Pooh. And we hear news reports about Roth, R-A-F. And they ask him to wait. As he's in the lobby waiting, he sees a picture of Patricia. And it says, do you know this woman? (gasps) I do. I do. Suspected terrorist. Oh, no. So. I do. I do. So now cut to him talking to the detectives, who are both alive, mind you. And they appear to not be. Hooked and severed. Okay. Via the penis. Or pretzeled. Or pretzeled. So he's now talking to the detectives. He's like, did y'all figure out who Marcos is? And they're kind of like not really answering because they're sort of like, brah, like you're not a detective. And he's like, you know, Patricia, the person that is missing, like said there was a coven there. And they're like, motherfucker, did you really come here to like talk to us about witches? And... um. He says, no, but, like, she had delusions about these women. So what I'm trying to say is, like, don't brush off her delusions about them being witches because it could have been that they actually were very dangerous people doing bad things. Right. And her delusions were – Was witches. Was witches. Yeah. I, okay. Yeah. yeah. And so they brush it off. And the doc kind of keeps going and he's like, you know, people can organize themselves in a way that makes delusional people think they're witches. It's like what he's trying to impart. They're like, goodbye. And so um, as he's about to leave, he tells the detective that was Winnie the Pooing. And at one point, 
we kind of see him like kind of adjust his penis, which is <laughs> funny. And he says, you know, I've met you before. And the detective is like, I, I don't remember. And he says, two years before the Russian charge. And he says, I reported to you that my wife was missing. And, you know, we never did find her, but you you were able to help me cross Poland off the list of places that she could be. Mm-hmm. And I'm very grateful for that and goes to leave. Okay. Question eight. You've just been brushed off by the detectives. Um, what do you do? What does Dr. Kemp do? I think he's going to go there himself. Okay. And I'm going to say, well, I gave it my best shot, you know. I went, I, I did all I could. Good luck and good night. <laughs> yep. Cut to dance class counting. We'll get to Dr. Kemp again, but you were correct. Cut to dance class counting. Susie isn't getting the jumps, okay? Like, she's just not going high enough. I don't know. She looked great to me. And (laughs) Madame Blanc stomps everybody, stomps, stops everybody. And she's like, do you have an aversion to the jumps? Are you so happy to be stuck on the earth? And I was like, um, the tea and shade. So she asked Caroline to come over and demonstrate. Just wrote, I mean, I guess she jumps high. (laughs) Just like, I don't know, it looks like two dancers jumping as high as they can. Good job, everybody. Um, Susie tries again and she's, you know, not getting high enough, I guess. And Madame Blanc is like, higher, higher. And Susie kind of stops exhausted. And she's like, what I really want is to be on the floor right now anyway. She loves that floor. Mm-hmm. And Madame Blanc says the shadiest fucking thing. And I loved it. She goes, well, of course, because you're mistaking physical weakness and exhaustion with artistic preference. Ah, <laughs> was Burn. And then Susie she goes up in flames. Yeah, she did. She called you out. Should we post-mortem who can jump higher? Yes. How high we can We should. Jump? Yes. Are we, we professional dancers in our jumpiness? A thousand percent we should do this. One hundred percent. So Susie doubles down and is basically like, it doesn't even make sense that the jumps come now in the dance anyway. They should be later based on the metaphor you've given. And Blanc is just, like, watching her. And she's kind of, like, writhing on the ground. She just loves rubbing her face on the ground. <laughs> and where all them dancer feats have been. Yeah. And Madame Blanc is like, I don't know if you're aware of what times we lived here 40 years ago when this place was made. We learned at great, great cost about the balance of things. Even arrows feel the pull of the earth but we must aim high. I was like, oh, I really like that metaphor. Um, Then we see like a weird look between Madame Blanc and Caroline, who was the, you're good at jumping. Then a look at Susie. So it's this, like some weird look conversation is happening. Cut to them leaving class now. And Caroline crumples to the ground and has a horrible grand mal seizure. 
Oh, shit. Foaming at the mouth. <gasps> writhing on the ground. Everyone runs over to her. Everyone is like, Caroline, what's going on? Madame Blanc, house mother, everyone. Like, what the fuck? She comes to Madame Blanc is like on the ground with her. Like, uh, oh, my God. And Caroline just like hugs into Madame Blanc. And um, Madame Blanc is like, house mother, Miss Frizzle, like, take her, take her to bed. Cut to house mother, like, soothing Caroline, just being like, it's okay, sweetheart. Just, like, putting her to bed. Cut to snow outside. Here's where we learn what Dr. Kemp has been up to. He's there waiting for some girls as they come out of the building. And he says he's looking for a dancer. And then Sarah says something. And he goes, you must be Sarah. And I was like, how the fuck did he know it was Sarah? British accent. British. Yeah. So that was She sounds like this. She said, uh, uh, who's asking? <laughs> and um, so now we cut to Kemp having dessert and coffee with oh, Sarah. Like dessert and coffee. Yum. Yo, when I tell you that these desserts looked so fucking good. Mm. It made me want to go back to that tea place in Pasadena. Yes, let's go. You know I love a fucking oh afternoon tea. Oh, my God. Let's go. I don't have a lot of favorite things, but afternoon tea is one of them. Yeah. Um, let's have just a you and me date. Okay. What do you say? I love it. Doesn't so, one of us owe one of us a dinner? Yes. I who think owes I owe you? you a dinner. Ooh, let's go there. Okay. Great. So... Sarah's talking, and it's obvious that he's been telling her about Patricia's diary. And Sarah's like, I have no evidence of what you're talking about, of, like, witches and some sort of weird governmental conspiracy. Like, I don't have any evidence of that. So he shows her the diary, and she's kind of flipping through, and that's where Dr. Kemp is like, you know, delusions are lies that tell the truth, basically. So saying, like, okay, I know she's talking about witches, but like, what are you? What? what yeah, yeah. I like that. And uh, Sarah is like, I, there's a lot of love in the company. Like, I don't feel or see or or have any experience with what you're talking about. And she goes to leave. Or no, first he says, "Well, love and manipulation are frequent bedfellows." Oh shit! Yeah, ain't that the truth? And I was like, oof. That's that's harsh, but true. So she goes to leave because she's like, I don't see any of this and it's making her uncomfortable. And he's he stops her and he's like, just eat. Stop. Eat. It's fine. So they're sitting in silence for a minute and he can't help but go. But just one more thing is that Patricia did speak of some hidden. Secret rooms. And at this point, Sarah's like, I don't want to be disrespectful. But this is dance company and nothing else. And she's like, thank you for caring for Patricia. But I hope you don't come again. And she mm. leaves the restaurant. Mm. Cut to nighty night at the dorms. Cut to Blanc and Susie in the mirror room. <gasps> and mm. they're getting all poetic. Po- poetical. Poet- po- they're waxing poetic. They're waxing poetic. They're getting all poetic, I guess is the word. Yeah. And uh, Madame Blanc is like, you know, dance is like poems, prayers. And Susie says, or spells. And 
Madame Blanc, they're working on her jumps. And so what Madame Blanc is like, when you jump, it's not the height, but the space beneath that matters. And I'm like, this is straight up impulse improv. <laughs> All of this metaphorical bullshit about the space between. I, this is impulse improv. <laughs> Being aware of your back space and your bottom space and your top space. So uh, she then says something interesting. Um, Madame Blanc says, two things that dance can never be again. Beautiful and cheerful. We must break the nose of anything beautiful. Damn. That's a bummer. Yeah. Though the way that I took it was like, it's about truth, not aesthetic beauty okay which i kind of liked so now we cut to matrons sitting around the table telepath they appear to be telepathically talking saying this is really risky what we want to do it's never before been attempted cut back to blanc and Susie, and she's like choreographers work their lives within you when you dance it. So, like, basically she's saying, like, you're living the choreographer's life when you dance their dance, their steps. Mm-hmm. And she says, "What do you're a part of a company now. What do you want to be for this company? Do you want to be the head, the spine, the sex, the heart? And then Susie kind of cuts her off and takes her hands and puts them to her chest, and she's like, it's hands. I want to be its hands. His hands. Yeah. Okay. Cut to her practicing her jumping and Madame Blanc just saying, higher, 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 higher. Turtle lady is looking the most turtled she's ever looked. Wow. As she is saying higher, 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 it's cutting back to the dining room. She finally gets it. Like it's almost like she kind of lifted off and then stops. Cut back to the matrons continuing to talk. And they're like, Marcos will hold on for us. And they're like, have you seen her? Her body is a prison. Turtle lady then stands up, grabs a knife, and stabs herself in the throat over and over again. And dies across the dining room table, spurting blood everywhere. I mean. Wow. Turtle Lady was like She's like, I'm out. I'm uh, not I'm not doing this with uh, you guys. I'm sloughing off this mortal shell. Turtle shell. So Whoa. Cut to Sarah in her Holy room. Holy cowabunga. Holy cowabunga is right. <laughs> when was the last time I heard cowabunga? So cut to Sarah in her room at night. And Sarah hears Sarah, member, hears footsteps in the wall, question mark? Question nine, what do you do? What does she do? Put a blanket over it, me. Uh Put a blanket over it, me. Uh Uh-huh. Mostly because it might be something else, but also even if it's just mice, I hate it. Right. I just pretend that that's not existent and move on with my life. Um, Does she investigate? Further? Yeah. What are these little footsteps in me wall? <laughs> no, but she's whispering. So it's, what are these footsteps in me wall? So, <coughs> ow. Her fucking smoker voice really yeah. scratches her throat up. Yeah. So 
she starts listening at the wall. And now she hears voices, muffled voices in the wall. She goes into the hallway and continues to kind of follow the voices. Cut to her now, appearing to have lost the, the voices, but she's now counting her steps, her paces. And this wasn't super clear, but what I figured out later was that there must have been something in the diary about how many paces it is from somewhere to somewhere else. Because mm, okay. remember she said I found Patricia found secret rooms, that mm-hmm, kind of thing. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So she's counting her steps. And when she gets to one, she started at like 67. She gets to one. She finds the mirror room. She goes to the other end of the mirror. Because she's been to the mirror room. But she goes to the other end of the mirror room. And it's a wall. She knocks on it. Goes down a little bit further. Knocks on it. And finds a hollow spot. It opens. She goes in. It's super dark. And there's this like other giant heavy door it's very very dark so it's like all i can kind of see is just i don't really know where she is there's no establishing shot of the blueprint of wherever the fuck she is but she opens another big giant door now she's going down like a stone fucking staircase into another room and she's in this hallway where we walk past this portrait that appears to be young madame blanc as like a teenager and she's sitting next to this older woman who's significantly older than her that's got like sunglasses on in a frame that appears to be made of shellacked skin and hair. Oh no. Ew. So I guess what I'm saying is should we invite them to our plaster of Plaris? Plaster of Plaris. To okay. make some hair skin frames. You know what? When you're right, you're right. Yep. So She then sees that there's, like, display cases everywhere of these, like, weird artifacts and statues and shit. And one of those hooks is in there. She opens the cabinet and then she hears someone. And it's through the door and she hears someone saying, we couldn't stop her. She was too fast with the knife. And they're screaming. Question 10. What do you do? What does Sarah do? Hide, 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 hide in hand, hide. Hand in hand? Hand in hand, hide. Zero points. Wow. What she does is she grabs the hook from the display case and runs back out uh, and out of the hallway, out of the line of wherever these voices are coming from from and we kind of start to hear a chanting in the hallways cut to kemp dr kemp and sarah sitting together again okay she's now gone to dr kemp's office because she's like okay remember how i said i never wanted to see you again (laughs) well something weird happened so here i am and he's talking about we come in on the middle of a conversation where he's talking about uh, three mothers of the earth that predate 
history and Christianity, of course. Mother Tenenbachum, Mother Lacrimejum, Mother Suspirium, Suspiriorum, yes. Or, um... And they mean their names mean darkness, Mother Darkness, Mother Tears, and Mother Sighs, which I was like, Sighs as in, <sighs> yes, or like Spigsma. <laughs> that kind of size okay yes darkness and tears and size yes oh, those are all God. bummers, all all the mothers bummers! that's what i thought too <laughs> are the the ancient mothers all fucking bummed all out fucking bummers so jeez um and Sarah's like, I saw images of these mothers that you're talking about in all of these fine things in these cabinets. And she's like, they clearly have a lot of money, these women. Okay. Then Dr. Kemp says, Marcos claims to be one of the three mothers. <gasps> oh. But there is dissent among the rest of them. All of this is what he's learned from Patricia's diary. Okay. And he's like, I don't know what these delusions of Patricia's mean, but I do know that you, Sarah, are living with dangerous people. Mm, yeah. yeah. And Sarah is like, Sarah's like, I think they're holding her there. Meaning Patricia. <gasps> and Dr. Kemp is like, I don't think that the cops will come back based on you finding, like, porcelain statues, but we'll try. <laughs> Let's give it a shot, you know? Mm -hmm. In the meantime, you should leave that hook here. I don't think it's a good idea if they found you with it. Find it. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um... And he also tells her, and he's like, and I think you should leave. Like, you should go away from Berlin. Oh. And he's, uh, yeah, in the hook. Okay. So now we cut to uh, the witches putting down tape in the shape of one of the symbols we saw in Patricia's book. And they're putting it down on the dance floor. Cut to Sarah leaving Dr. Kemp's office, and she walks out, and she sees Miss Tanner standing across the street, staring at her. Oh, no. Oh, no. Oh. <laughs> then a sort of march of soldiers, like, or policemen, probably like, I don't know, a terrorist is over there kind of run past in a in a mob and when they pass there's a woman still standing there but it's just a woman that kind of looks like miss tanner oh uh, okay question 11 what do you do what does sarah do i get out get out of here i'm gonna fucking leave this country okay goodbye i'm gonna go back home <laughs> wait <laughs> to to alabama apparently <laughs> It's really hard to mix the accent and the voice. It is. It is. <laughs> I'm a go back home. home. There you go. Yeah. I can dance anyway. <laughs> Maybe yeah. I'll make it in New York. Who there knows? you go. There you go. Yeah. Uh, 
Londa's got some good dancing. <laughs> yeah. And uh, she's like, wah, 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 wipe my eyes. I, <laughs> I was just seeing things. I guess I'll go back to the dance place. Unfortunately, that's a double ding. <laughs> so now we cut to the girls getting ready for something. Um because, like, one of the witches is, like, giving Susie a haircut. So her hair was long red down to her butt. And they cut it to, like, here, shoulder length. Shoulders. And um, after they cut it, Susie is smoking now as well. Oh, look at her. She's German now. It, yeah. And she sees Miss Frizzle, like, pick up her hair and put it into a bag and keep it. To make a frame. <laughs> now we cut to all the way back to Ohio. I remember that. Yeah. And a priest is giving Susie's mom her last rites at her bedside. And her mother uses her last breath to say the following. My daughter. My last She's my sin. She's what I smeared on the world. Bummer. Crooks. That's, that's a real mother downer. It's real mother never, bummer. It's never is what she, you want your mom to say. Is she one of the ancient witch mothers of the earth? Because that was a real bummer. That was a real fucking bummer. Yeah. She's a real darkness tear size lady yep so now we cut to another rehearsal and blanc is coaching Susie, spending all of her time with Susie for mm -hmm. sure and sarah is now just like staring at them and watching Susie jump and noticing how much higher Susie can jump mm -hmm. from a day ago and we now cut to outside in the hallway and Sarah's kind of like tearing up a little bit. And she says to Susie, you've made some kind of deal with them. And Susie is like, I, what? She's like, I don't, what are you talking about? And Sarah, and Sarah says, how can you know what they'll ask in return? And Susie's like, nothing is wrong. I don't know what you're saying. She's like, I just practiced. Yeah. And Sarah's like, you just haven't seen the bill yet. Cut to getting ready for a performance. Susie is the protagonist, and she does, her makeup is really interesting. She takes, like, a paintbrush and just paints a white strip across her mouth, mm -hmm. a white strip across her forehead, and then a black strip across her eyes. And... We now cut to letting the audience in to the performance room, and we see Act 5. All the floors are darkness. Dr. Kemp is being ushered in. He's here to see the performance. Cut to them in their rope costumes, those red rope costumes that we saw. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And Susie is kind of looking around, stretching and looking around at all the matrons, and all the matrons appear to just be, like, having a conversation with each other but not saying anything. And so Susie is like, something's going down, but she doesn't know what cut to sarah not upstairs with the rest of them 
But in her red ropes, she is in the goddamn bellows of the building when she should be getting ready for this performance. And uh, we go back upstairs with the dancers and they're like, where the fuck is Sarah? And Miss Tanner is like, I don't know, but you need to just go without her. Like, just dance it without her. What? Okay. Cut to Sarah in the bellows of the building somewhere. Cut to her hearing someone. And it appears upstairs that Susie also hears it because she's kind of like, what was that? But there's nothing there. Back down with Sarah. It's motherfucking Patricia. Oh, shit. Laying on like this weird like alcove bench kind of thing in the dark with her head mashed up against the wall. And she rolls over and she looks like a corpse. She looks like a dead person and she rolls over and she's like what and sarah's like we're gonna get you out of here and patricia just says i wake up here every day Hmm. then here comes crawling pretzel olga oh my god i was Olga still alive someone put this poor girl out of her misery Crawling along the foot. Well, that's too much for Sarah. Sarah runs out of there. (laughs) I can only imagine. Yeah. Patricia just rolls over and goes back to sleep. She's tired. We now cut to the performance doors closing. Blanc is introducing the piece. Um, Tanner tells them, Tanner back there is like, just dance without Sarah. We don't know where she is. Cut to Sarah in the bellows of the building. Hearing weird noises now and maybe like kind of lost. Cut to the performance starting. Back down to Sarah. She's for sure lost. She's like, where the fuck am I? I'm in a goddamn maze. Upstairs, lights up. So now the dance is happening. Intercut with Sarah, lost. And we see that as the dance is happening, these holes appear downstairs in the hallway where Sarah is walking. But it's so dark that she doesn't see them. She steps into one and her leg snaps in half. Oh my goodness. We see the bone like pop out of her shell. And she's on the ground mm. screaming mm. in the dark it, with her the foot in a hole. Yeah. And yeah. Blah! I've seen that before. It's so yucko. In real life. Yuck, yuck, in yuck. real life? Yeah. Remember when we, me and Heather and her friend like, <gasps> Climb that waterfall and her like yes. friend's sister like fell down the fucking yes. mountains yes. into like a dry riverbed. Her fucking bone was out. Wow. I blocked that Ugh. part of your story. Clean out. Clean out. Was we, it her fe- her femur or her shin or what? Sh- I think it was shinny. That's a bummer. Bummer. Well, so you know what it looks like. Um, <laughs> I do. <laughs> the dance is happening. Kemp is watching the dance and like, no Sarah. He clearly came there to see Sarah. No Sarah. Right. Fuck. Sarah's downstairs screaming. What a weird time to go bellow spelunking. Right? I thought the same thing. The only thing I could, no, it doesn't make any sense. You'd be the most noticed that you're as not there. Right. Yeah. Right. So Sarah's screaming. She hears someone coming. Three witches come around her and they're like, are you okay? And they're like, shh, my darling. And they take her leg and they put it back together. Uh-huh. 
And then she screams even louder and they kind of just like put their hand over her head and like she kind of calms down. Mm. Back to the dance upstairs. Back to Sarah getting up as if in a trance and her eyes are all kind of milky. And the girl is ready, Blanc. It is time. I have that in quotes. Might have been a says that to Blanc. <laughs> might, yeah, but it might it must have been telepathically. I think. Oh, okay. Um, at that point in the dance, Sarah just walks right into the middle of the performance and stands there in a trance. Kemp is watching her, and she just joins in the dance, but her eyes look all milky. The dance continues, and then as the dance is about to end, Sarah falls and just starts screaming. Her knee, her shin snaps again. So it's almost like they did, like, sort of a temporary kind of thing. Okay. So now the dance is over because everyone's like, what? There's a shin on the shin bone on the floor? (laughs) Everyone goes to her. All the girls and the witches are all terrified. Kemp goes down to, like look at her but miss frizzle kind of blocks his path she makes eye contact with him her leg is rebroken like they reset it and the performance and dance is over like everyone's like okay like goodbye this you know there's a shin bone on the floor we all gotta go sure cut to kemp leaving walking in the snow home and as he's walking we actually see a flashback to his young wife before she disappeared um, or rather, like, maybe what she would look like now. And it's Jessica Harper, who was the lead in the original Suspiria. Oh, cool. Yeah. Cut to Susie in bed after the performance, and there's a light dancing on the wall, and it's screaming. The light is screaming. Yeah. You never want your lights to be That's screaming. That's a bummer. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Blanc wow. then comes into her room and they start talking telepathically to Sarah. I'm so sorry. Susie. They Blanc comes into Susie's bedroom and they start talking telepathically. Okay. If I said if I said Sarah before I apologize. Cut to Susie I in don't her bedroom. Know what you said. <laughs> the light is screaming and Blanc comes in. Okay. And telepathically Telepathically, Susie says, I'm sorry I went off book for the dance. I don't know what she did differently because I didn't – I don't know the choreography of the dance. I'm not sure what she did off book. No, I don't. I'm so sorry. I didn't learn it. Apologies. No. Part two? No. And Madame Blanc says, this can't happen again. We're only just starting to understand, Susie. And she says, we brought Sarah back upstairs to try and complete the performance, but then you derailed it. So I'm so I'm guessing the derailment was like when she broke her leg again, but I don't know what Susie did. So if anyone knows, please feel free to tell us or I'll look it up for the postmortem if you want. That's when I realized they're talking telepathically. Because it was sort of like the way it was shot, they had their backs to each other a little bit. So, like, it wasn't totally clear. And then I was like, oh, shit. Sarah then says, Susie then says, did I hurt those people? Uh, And Madame Blanc says, they saw a dance. That's all. And Susie says, it's all a mess, isn't it? The one out there. 
the one in here, the one that's coming? Why is everyone so ready to think the worst is over? Shrug. What? Shrug. What's I don't know. Happening? Madame Blanc looks kind of scared, takes her hand, her hands in, takes Susie's hands in hers and says, I could explain everything to you, but I think it would be wrong. And Susie says, you don't want to make me choose because you love me. And Madame Blanc says, close your eyes. No more dreams tonight. I'll make sure of it. Thank goodness. It's like, thank you, lady. Act six. Suspiriorum. We're here. Size. Yep. That one means size, right? Yep. Okay. <sighs> Are you ready? Back in rehearsals. The show must go on. Right. And we have another telepathic conversation happening between Blanc and Tanner as Blanc purposefully smokes her cigarette in the corner. And we hear her say, tonight, it must happen tonight. <laughs> Cut to Susie in her room, appearing to listen to something, but we don't hear it. And now she's all blurry, but I don't mean blurry. What I mean is like as if the, as if the image is sort of floating and can't catch up with itself. Sort okay. of like that. And she's putting on a coat. Cut to Kemp going out for a walk at night. Cut to all the girls going out for a nice meal at Paris Bar again. Yeah. Cut to Kemp throwing a bag over a bridge into water. And I had to look this up. It's apparently a, all of the, like, Patricia's diary and witch stuff and the hook. And he's <sighs> throwing it over the bridge into the water to, like, get rid of the evidence, basically. Okay. Cut to Susie taking, they're all at the Paris bar. Everyone's wasted and drunk. And Susie is just very stoic. And she just takes the empty seat at the head of the table opposite Madame Blanc. Everyone is like drunk and happy. And Susie and Madame Blanc are just staring at each other. Cut back to Kemp. He's at his old house, his cottage house, and he gets there. Someone's inside. Oh, no. It's Anka. Anka? It's her. Played by Jessica Harper from Suspiria. And he's like, what? And he, like, hugs her. And it's the sweetest thing. He's the sweetest little old man I've ever fucking seen. And they're hugging. And she tells him that they got separated and that she was told he was dead. Oh, my goodness. So this was back 30 years ago. Like (gasps) That's so sad. So they kiss and embrace, and it's so fucking sweet and cute. And then they just walk in a hug. Like, they're literally hugging as tight as they can, walking next to each other, and it's the sweetest thing I've ever fucking seen. (laughs) Cut back to dinner, all the matrons are drunk and kind of like caressing the girls. And the girls are just kind of like, what the fuck is happening? Blanc and Susie just staring at each other. Okay. Cut to Kemp and Anka walking still. And they walk. uh, She's also told him, she's like, I made it to 
I think she says Bulgaria, maybe somewhere like that. And she's mm-hmm. like, and I, I had a life, like I had a lovely life just being like, I was okay, you know, but now I have you. <laughs> so they're walking, walking, cause you know, it's a long trek back to, from the cottage to the apartment. And they find themselves walking past the Tans building. And he turns and she's gone. What? He's out in front of the Tans building. She was in his arms just a moment ago. He turns around and she's nowhere to be found. It's just him alone in the snow. And then witches come Ah. running out. And they're screaming at him. And they grab him. And they're like pulling him into the building. And they're like, look how dirty he made it. And they're holding the hook. So, like, they found the hook in the river. And they're, like, angry at him for defiling their whatever. And they start stripping him down and screaming and laughing. And he's now in the secret room with all the statues and the Uh cabinets uh and everything. And I imagine he's just like, oh, there they are. I've heard about these. (laughs) Here we are. Okay. So they're, you know, torturing (laughs) him. She wasn't crazy. (laughs) Yeah. Um. Cut to Susie coming in from dinner now. And she just starts taking off her gloves and her coat and her dress as she walks through the building up to her room until she's standing in her room just staring naked. And there's lights dancing on the wall. And the lights are screaming. You doing okay, bud? Well... The light wants to lead you downstairs. Question 12, what do you do? What does Susie do? I leave the building, get on a plane and a (laughs) train, and go try to make it in New York City. Or go hang out with my friend Sarah in London. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, She... Follows the light. Goes into the light. One point for her. This was a tricky one. I mean, yeah, I guess maybe she'll be be fine, but, you know, I don't. She now has a pretty, like, black sheer robe on that I was like, I'm feeling this. Sexy times? Distant screaming, of course. Cut to Susie walking into a giant stone room that's at least four stories high. All of the dancers are there, including all of the witches, and they are all in naked dancing formations. And Tanner is standing there next to the oldest, slimiest, old skin falling off woman I've ever seen. All the slimiest. She's Ew. so slimy and like pustule. It's gross. really gross. And like her skin doesn't fit right anymore. She's the ultimate mother of bummers. Yep. And she's wearing sunglasses. Like okay. the woman in the hair Fiction. portrait. Right. Sarah's there as well. All tranced up, milky eyes, standing there. The witches 
then start pulling intestines out of Sarah and out of who we now see as Patricia and Olga. And they just stand there as their intestines are being pulled out. And then all of the witches and dancers are chanting and bathing in intestines. I like my intestines in my body. Apparently, Patricia, Sarah, and Olga are neither here nor there about it. (laughs) Okay. Meanwhile, Kemp, Dr. Kemp, is on the floor, naked, just screaming, (laughs) I'm innocent! I'm innocent! (laughs) Blanc is there. But they don't appear to be fucking with him. They appear to have just put him somewhere where he can see it. Um, Blanc is there in a beautiful red robe. And one old matron is singing at the top of like a witch, naked witch pyramid and just like chanting. But her face is like so like genderless and creepy. Like it was just like very disconcerting. And her voice doesn't appear to be coming from her body. And it's right. very just like, so like it's a very good. Ch- <laughs> I, I had I had nightmares about that lady, like which was like the least scary part of the movie. <laughs> Um, everyone's naked. Oh, and that lady has long hair down to her butt and also is wearing a dress of hair as well. A dress of hair. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Susie says to Blanc, you look afraid. Old slime turns to Susie and says, she's afraid of you. And then slurps at her. Literally looks at her and goes. And then says, there will be nothing of you left inside. Only space for me. And Susie says, I came here for this. You've all waited long enough. And old slime is like, it's happening. Old Slime is, like, so excited. So Old Slime's getting a new body. A yes. new young body. Yes. And this is obviously Mother Marcos. And she gets up out of her slime seat. And I'm like, yeah. I mean, and it's just, like, folds of nonsense, just pus and skin and grossness hanging down everywhere. And she says, you come here willingly? And Blanc steps in and is like, you must have no doubt, Susie. If you do, I can take you back. I can take this all from your head. She's like, I want this to be pure. So, like, Madame Blanc does love her. Like, Mm -hmm. and (laughs) Mother Marcos goes, we all know what you want. (sighs) And she's like, this isn't vanity. And then Blanc says, wait, stop. There's something wrong. Can't, can't you all feel that? This isn't right. Right then, Marcos is like, nope, we're doing this. And they all start chanting, Marcos, Marcos, Marcos. Blanc kind of like makes a movement like sort of towards Susie, almost to be like, don't do this. S- old Slime makes a gesture with her hand and severs Madame Blanc's neck from behind. <sighs> Oh, no. And Madame Blanc falls to her knees and dies with her head down, 
still kneeling with blood just spurting out the back of her neck. Bummer. Yeah. Marcos then slimes her way on over to Susie, who's standing on the stairs looking like a goddess. And she says, if you accept me, you must throw down the woman who bore you. Cut to the farmhouse, wheezing lady. The light goes all pink and red. Cut back to uh, Susie. You have the only mother you need now here. Death to any other mother. Everyone then starts screaming in terror. And Marcos looks up out of the floor. There is a giant, crackly, giant demon coming up out of the stairs. Oh, no. It comes out. Everyone is fucking terrified. Nobody saw this coming. The motherfucking demon bows down to Susie. And Marcos is like, who the fuck this bitch? And Susie looks at Marcos and says, for whom were you anointed? Which of the three mothers? And old slime says, mother superiorum. Perfect impression, by the way. That was literally exactly what she sounds like. And Susie says, I am she. Oh, shit! The demon then comes and kisses old slime. And she just melts into a puddle of slime and blood. (laughs) And Miss Tanner is like, what? Demon then goes to Tanner to kiss her. Tanner's terrified and then passes her by. Then we get shots of all the witches and who they voted for. (gasps) Oh, shit. And anyone who voted for Marcos is kissed by the demon of exploding heads. And that's what happens. So, Kim, I'm sorry to say... But your head is going to... No, old slime is the only one who gets to go like this. Everybody else, head explodes oh, right off their shoulders. So fun. that's what happens to you. Fun, yeah. fun, fun. I'm okay with that. And Susie is like... but I'm it's, sorry, mother... It's time to go. Yeah. Mother <laughs> Suspiriorum is like getting off on it. Like she's like, my right. children. Tanner then like hugs the slime monster. It was a nothing part of the movie, but I was so grossed out by it that I couldn't let it go. It's like a split second. I was just like, don't touch it. Why are you touching it? Um, We then hear Susie say, death to any other mother. And it's just a red lit bloodbath. And a gorgeous song is playing. This gorgeous like... Tom York from Radiohead song is playing. And I'm not really a huge fan of Radiohead, but this I was just like, I could listen to this forever. I'm entranced. <laughs> and as it's happening, it's all in bloody slow-mo. Heads exploding. The dancers keep dancing on the blood and everything. Susie then slow motion opens her chest and it's a bloody wailing maul vagina in her chest that's screaming and sighing and wailing a bloody wailing what vagina 
maw, like a maw is like a like a grotesque mouth kind of thing. Um, but it like it it's meant to look like you know evoke those types of things, and it's and it's screaming. Her the hole in her chest is screaming and sighing and crying. Okay, okay, sure, sure, sure. And Susie is looking. I'm sorry, Mother Suspiriorm is looking euphoric. This is exactly how it's all supposed to go. She then goes up to Suera, Olga, and Patricia, who are standing there, entranced, sans intestines, all just standing still. And she walks up to each of them and says, What do you ask? And they each say, To die. And as each says to die, she kisses them and they fall to the ground. Patricia, Olga, Sarah says to die. And she calls her sweet girl and, like, holds Sarah as she dies. Mm. All the dancers are writhing in the blood around them. And she's just like, yes, dance. Keep dancing. It's beautiful. And I gotta say, it's a way over-the-top scene. But that song and, like, the imagery and the way that it was shot, I could watch it 12 times. Mm. I thought it was so beautiful and like i can't even really tell you all of the reasons it was beautiful but it went beyond the visuals of it like it was mm-hmm. really special i recommend watching this by the way like visually it was a work of art mm-hmm. cut to kemp now being ushered out by right. miss frizzle all disheveled and sent home but he's like, glasses are all askew, and he's just like, oh, what the fuck happened? Now, I remembered at this point that one of the telepathic conversations, somebody said something about who will be our witness. So I think they needed Kemp as a witness oh, to, to whatever I was like, this was going to be. Why did they keep him alive? Yeah. Okay. And, and I literally didn't remember because. When they're just talking telepathically about shit, like, I don't necessarily, I'm like, I don't know what the fuck any of y'all are talking about. So, a witness. I think that's what he needed. So, he's ushered home. Epilogue. A sliced pear. P-E-A-R. Dancers are having nightmares and sweating. Still kind of bloody. And I just wrote, school is still happening? Like, what is... (laughs) I guess it's not school, but like the dance company the show is still must, must go, go on. on. I guess. Cut to Kemp coming home. Also, like, isn't this what their coven is? It's a dance fucking studio. So yeah. Yeah, I guess so. I don't think that they were expecting Blanc to be severed at the neck. Sure. Marcos to be turned into a puddle a of pus. Pool. Yeah. And for Mother Suspiriorum to literally be the newest student there. So right. that's why I was right. I was like, okay, right. we're carrying on. Here we go. Um, Kemp is home, still all bloody and just like in shock. Cut to the girls the next morning. And they're all like, what a night, right? I definitely (laughs) drank too much. Uh, So like the girls don't really remember? I guess. But the teachers still have blood on their faces. Like nobody washed up. Like I don't know what they're saying about the blood all over them. Um, Okay. But we do hear uh, one of the dance teachers say, I have some sad news. Madame Blanc has left the company. Cut to Miss Frizzle downstairs trying to scrub all the blood up from the room. (laughs) And they go to lift Blanc's head to, like, take the body away. And this bitch appears to be alive. 
Miss Blanc. But that's all we see is just like her kind of blink her eyes and Miss Frizzle being like, ah, you're alive or some shit. Cut to Tanner, who appears to be upstairs but have heard them say Miss Blanc is alive. Tanner is covered in blood still and looks not happy as if she thinks that Madame Blanc is, if she's alive, is probably going to come for her next. For Tanner? Yeah, because it looks like Miss Tanner was like the, you know, she was the one wheeling the old slime in on the wheelchair, that kind of thing. She, But Tanner, Tanner voted for Blanc. Agreed. Agreed. It was a little, the end was a little confusing, honestly. Like, I was just kind of like, why is everyone still covered in blood? Is Madame Blanc still alive? Who's Tanner? What t- side is Tanner on? It was a little confusing. We now cut to Kemp, Dr. Kemp, in bed. Just looking through Anka's papers. Just sad. And his frawline brings him his breakfast, which includes a sliced pear. And all of a sudden, Susie is in the doorframe. And his frawline is like, who are you? And Susie just says, wait outside. And she does, like, in a trance. She sits down on the bed next to Kemp. He just stares at her as if he's staring at a goddess, because he kind of is. Goddess of bummers. (laughs) Goddess of bummers. That's the title. (laughs) (laughs) And Mother Suspiriorum says, I regret what my daughters did to you. I wasn't in a position to prevent it. I believe you deserve to know the truth. (sighs) Your wife did try to make it south. She was apprehended by border guards in the woods. She was then taken to a camp. She lived there for 20 days. On the 11th of November, 1943, the commander of the camp, a man named Berger, ordered all 40,000 detained there stand out in the cold for a census. Hours and hours passed. Some hundreds died of exposure. Your wife had two women with her as she died. Women she had befriended who made her feel she was not alone. Her final thoughts were of a birthday when you took her to a concert as a surprise. Chopin and Brahms. And at this point, Kemp is just sobbing quietly. Mm. Old man sobs that were just (laughs) heartbreaking. She continues, it was the first time you held her hand. She was cold when she died. But she wasn't afraid. She was thinking only of you. Hmm. Mother Suspiriorum then touches his face and says, Of Anka Meyer, of Patricia Hingle, of Sarah Sims, of Susanna Banyan, of all the women of your undoing, every memory will vanish. They will melt away in the sun and be gone. We need guilt and shame, doctor, but not yours. She touches his face, takes her hand away, leaves the room. He then starts convulsing. His nurse comes in, 
and he kind of snaps too and he doesn't recognize her and then she's like it's me Fraulein Sassam and he kind of remembers cut to a train cut to the cottage house but now it's all overgrown and people are bustling about almost as if it's being used as a commune and the camera just zeroes in on a plus k credits i need someone to explain to me what happened okay well <laughs> one of the things that i read about i really liked this one of the it didn't it didn't do well um and one of the things that critics said and because i don't know enough about raf or post-war germany in 1970s or when the wall was still up um people were mainly confused about why the director decided to set this particular time in history in this particular place against the backdrop of this story they didn't feel like it wasn't a was a congruent metaphor and again i can't comment much more on that because i don't know about the thing um but that was one of the things that people didn't like about it is that this sort of overarching story the thing that is probably part of what you're confused about they didn't understand what that had anything to do with witches in a dance company basically um okay i'm not prepared to say that only because to me like the mothers of darkness tears and sighs and the fact that germany had this reckoning with like you need we need to be tears and darkness and sighs about the horrible things that we did like i don't know it it actually kind of did work for me but again i i'm not an expert so i i don't I don't know, but I thought it did work. And then especially like when she says at the end, like, we do need guilt and shame for what we did, but like, not from you. We, you, you're good. You're fine. So, all right, let me count your points. Hi, Sammies. So we heard a rumor that you're not signed up for our awesome Patreon yet. What? Where are you getting your bone con then? It's cool. It's fine. You can still subscribe. Just hit the link in the show notes or search for us on Patreon. We're right there. We've got all kinds of bone con. That's bonus content. We've got mini-sodes, post-mortems, and Q&As, all live streamed. Polls, prizes, merch, and just a general smorgasbord of KK Sam. So join us. Or else. Oakley doakley. For questions... You got 18 out of 23, which is excellent. Which that seems is, shocking. I feel like I didn't do great. You did great. You did awesome, which is, um, well, on the questions, because on the Dead or Alive, you got <laughs> one out of seven. <laughs> for a total of, uh, I'm sorry, you got 17 out of 23. For a total of 18 out of 30 was your score. Plus my bonus point for just having to guess a random question. No, no. Absolutely not. You voted for Marcos. Your head's exploding. (laughs) So I'm excited for the questions you're going to ask that I can't answer. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I don't even know what to ask about Kemp because I don't even know what to ask. I'm so confused there. Mm -hmm. But more about Marcos and Blanc. 
So Susie, mother of Suspiriorium. Uh, <laughs> yep. Uh, was obviously against Marcos because Marcos was going to try to take her body, right? Yeah. And if you remember, Marcos claimed to be Mother Suspiriorum. Right, 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 right. Okay. <laughs> Maybe I'm answering my own question. So that's why if they voted for Blanc, they got to stay alive. Mm-hmm. But she didn't keep Blanc alive. M- Marcos killed her before the demon came out. Okay. Yeah. So basically she was gonna And do and she this. did keep and she did keep Blanc alive. Remember kind her eyes? Like, yeah. So fluttered. like Okay. So she wanted to like be this and Blanca would be Blanc would be her like her girl. Yeah, because Blanc was like remember she said on the couch with Miss Tanner, she was like if Marcos really was one of the three mothers, like, we wouldn't be in this position where she needs a new body. Right, 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 right. Okay, 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 okay. Okay. And then, so, Kemp, what's the deal? He's a sad old man who lost his wife in the war and has suffered enough. So Mother Suspiriorum took all of his pain away. But also, as okay. Eric pointed out, took away the memory of his wife. Yeah, which is, I mean. Is it better to have loved and lost than to have never loved at all? Oh, listen to you, Shakespeareorum. <laughs> That's what they call me. <laughs> uh, all right, cool. I'll yeah. probably, I probably need to just, you know, soak it all in. It's hard when you're living inside it and trying to, okay, it's a lot, it's a lot you guys. Um, I need some time. I need some time to feel it all out. Um, I think you should watch it. It's beautiful. Yeah, I'll give it a a look-see. So, um, okay. Uh, It was super fun. This is Happy Pride, everybody. Happy Pride. Um, So our 200th episode is coming up. Uh, This is episode 198. So soon. Yeah. So nominations on Facebook are closed. But if you would like to now vote for the winners of the Sammy Awards, join our Patreon and you can vote for the winners. Um, And we have lots of fun stuff over on Patreon anyway all the time. So obviously, if you're already a patron, thank you. You'll get to vote. And um, we love you so much. And we'll see you next week. What do we say? Oh, this has been Kim and Kat Stay Alive. Alive. Maybe. Maybe. So until next week. Stay alive! Put a ghost in me. I'm done. (laughs) Thank you for listening to the Dread Podcast Network.